Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk Trading, a show where I'll be talking with trusted and profitable traders to extract valuable insights about their journey, learn from their experience, and find out just what it takes to become a successful trader. I'm your host, Ruben Blamey, known as Ruben Blamey FX or RBFX on social media. I'm a full-time Forex and commodity trader with over five years of experience and an investor in the crypto markets. My guest today is Rodrigo Antonio, known as Fiat and previously Pip Alchemist. Rodrigo is a Forex and cryptocurrency swing trader, also with over five years of experience, and an investor in property and equity index funds. Rodrigo describes himself as a Stoic and a student of Buddhism. So please, join me as we talk with our debut guest, where we'll be discussing Rodrigo's rollercoaster journey into trading, learning from the mistakes he's made along the way, and finding out how he turned his biggest failures into even bigger opportunities. Rodrigo will be sharing with us his style of trading, and discussing what he thinks is necessary to be successful in the markets. A very interesting topic covered is meditation, and how Rodrigo applies this to his everyday life, in turn increasing his trading performance. This and much more to come, so enjoy the first episode of Let's Talk Trading. So, uh, Rodrigo, hello. Uh, welcome to the show. It's my, my pleasure, Rodrigo, really, to welcome you as the first ever guest. Um, it's been a while in the planning, so I'm very excited to finally be here talking to you. So, yeah, welcome to the show, and I'm really looking forward to getting started here. Uh, thank you, Ruben. It's such an honor to be here. I've been really looking forward to it since you uh, you reached out to me. I've uh, I've known of you for quite a few years, so it's just it's really exciting to be able to um, share with you my journey, and obviously, so that your your listeners and hopefully um, people that follow, follow both of us can can yeah, learn yeah, a little. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of people that are going to be interested in this because there's not really yeah. this sort of thing for our community. The Instagram community doesn't have this sort of thing, so I think that for people to know the the people behind the actual names because obviously i i know you as a as another person on social media but i don't know you too much of a in a personal level so i think for myself and for everyone else it's gonna be really interesting to to hear your story and know more about you as a trader rather than just yeah. your, your sort of your social media profile which is gonna be brilliant yeah definitely because social media just shows just one just one aspect of one very of yeah, one very small aspect isn't it and there's a lot more behind yeah. the scenes that people often don't actually know yeah, no, I just I think on especially on Instagram, all everyone sees it. It's just a, a good, it's just the tip of the iceberg. They don't they don't see yeah. the hard work that goes There's into that, it. Um, that popular sort of meme where you have the iceberg poking out the top of the sea and the rest ah, of it's below. Yeah. I think that's a, I love, the most real thing ever for trading, especially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think what we're going to start with, um, what I'd like to what I'd like to know actually, and what I think the listeners are going to want to know first is first who you are as a trader and then really your journey because I think the journey is the most important thing because you can sort of talk to anyone and they can tell you where they are now but to know where they've come from and, and sort of the work they've put in to get where they are is really inspiring no matter who they are no matter what they do um, not even just in trading but anything everything involves hard work and it all involves a journey so what we're going to do is delve into your journey so where you started and what sort of brought you to where you are now but to begin with, I just want to sort of know um, what sort of trader you are, because of course there's many styles of trading. There's there's a thousand different ways to trade, um, and a thousand different things to trade. So, just briefly, sort of give us an idea as who who are you as a trader, and what is it you actually trade, and your sort of style of doing things. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm a forex trader. 
and I use both swing and intraday strategies. Um, so I use technical analysis mostly to to pinpoint where my entries and my exits are. Although I do look into the fundamentals, uh, which kind of makes me a hybrid trader, I really do focus mostly on, on technical analysis and using price action strategies to sort of uh, give me an idea of market sentiment and uh, sort of like where the momentum is, where the volatility is. Yeah. So I use, uh, so I do that with Forex and I've actually applied some of those strategies with cryptocurrency in the past, uh, in the past year or so. So uh, it seems, and it seems to work quite well. Okay. So, <laughs> so you actually trade so, cryptos and you don't just invest, you actually like properly trade them like a, a CFD or a spread bet. Only the, only the main, only the top five, I okay. would say that I trade, uh, because they're just, uh, they're a lot more liquid and, and a bit easier to, to exchange. Yeah, on. they're very so, volatile, but obviously not so much as the, the smaller altcoins that can move. Well, the, even these days when the market isn't so great, um, I think it mm -hmm. would be much easier to trade those big coins, as you say. Yeah, yeah. And, and the exchanges that are available at the moment, uh, it's just so easy to, to trade in and out of Bitcoin, for example, with, with a lot of other altcoins. So that's what I do using technical analysis. Yeah. Um, and a lot. Is that there is a lot more uh, fundamental analysis with cryptocurrency than I use with, with Forex. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm probably 50-50 with crypto okay. when it comes to being a hybrid trader. So when you're trading crypto, we'll start off on that. Um, are you, you would say you're swing trading, are you taking positions that last more than a day or do you typically trade during the same day like a day trader with that? I, would, I, I use mostly swing trading uh, methods and I would hold trades um, for, I would say, between a, a few hours to maybe a few days sometimes, uh, sometimes even months. I've, 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 I've got positions <laughs> that I've held for months. Oh, wow. Okay. In, yeah, using that sort of hold all strategy. Yeah, the one that we're all trying <laughs> um, to use at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but I realized that if, uh, if you just adopt that one strategy, you, you're, you're leaving money on the table. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I do. Um, I also I use my profits to invest in indices. Um, sorry, um, index funds. Um, so I use indices to to help me determine when to to go in and when to exit on index funds that follow um, equities like global equities. Yeah. Do you use indexes also for your forex trading, like the U.S. dollar index or any kind of currency indexes? Absolutely. Um, I use them to give me um, sort of like a correlation. I use it for correlation. So definitely I use the US dollar to, to look at. Obviously, the, the dollar helps me trade. Yeah, the that's the same as me then. It's Euro. a really useful tool, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I like to use gold to determine um, my bias on the Aussie dollar and also the US dollar. Um, I like to use... Um, Japanese, the Japanese uh, yen, I correlate it with the uh, Japan 225. Okay, and yeah, you really do even, go um, hard with the index as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just, as you know, the Japanese yen is a safe haven. So when, when there's yeah, trouble brewing in the world or equities are dropping, the yen seems to be that safe haven. Um, one one story I always found funny with the yen 
is um, how it's a safe haven currency. But even when there's troubles in Japan, it still goes up. It's literally the safe haven 100% of the time. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's brilliant, especially if you, if you can use price action to, to determine when that strength is likely to happen. And then you, you can all obviously see, you can anticipate where price may reverse so you'll be able to take your profits. And uh, so I do like to trade uh, the dollar-yen. It's definitely one of my favorite pairs to trade. Okay, that's great. Um, so you said you're a price action trader. Now, when it comes to things like indicators, etc., are you the type of trader that likes to use indicators, or would you say uh, that you prefer to kind of keep things clean and, and just look at price itself? I've learned my lesson with indicators, and I've realized that most of the indicators that are available to retail traders are just not are just not good, and they tend to cloud my judgment way too much. They tend to be quite shiny, quite colorful, and I, I realized that having a clean chart, it, it kind of follows a principle that I like to live by where less is more. Right. So where I, I like to have a clean chart that not much on it at all, and what that does, it, it just allows my, my brain to focus on what's important as opposed to trying to calculate multiple uh, sources of information where you, you tend to get confused, especially with lagged indicators. Yeah, I mean, most so, indicators are lagging, aren't they? So they sort of tell you what's mm, happened in the past and it's not really um, as useful as a lot of people think. Yeah, exactly. So for me, my my one and only indicator, I would say, is price action. Yeah. Uh, I use Japanese candlesticks. Yeah, of course. So your actual charts are really quite simple and clean, which is what I found also is one of the best ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's brilliant. Um, that's given us a good um, idea as to kind of who you are um, when you're actually trading. So now we know that, I'd like to kind of go into your journey. So if you can think back to the first days, so when you kind of first heard the word Forex, or you first saw that post on social media, however you got into it, um, take us back to that day. And then bring us through your sort of journey from that start to where you are now. So what actually made you also stay at it? Because as you know, majority of people will fail. So what made you start it and actually think, right, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep going even through all the failures. And now you are where you are. So, yeah, take us through that journey and then sort of what's what's brought you to where you are today. Well, it, it kind of all began when I absolutely just hated my life, I hated my, my lifestyle, I hated uh, my day-to-day, um, going, working 10 hours a day, six days a week. I was in sales, so, oh man, it was just one of those uh, dra- very draining jobs where when you deal with people, you don't really deal with that, that person, you're just dealing with, with a number, you're dealing with commission, so it was just, it was soul depleting. And it just wasn't me. I, don't, I, I was only doing it to get by in London. Uh, as you know, London is a very expensive city to live yeah, in. it's not easy, is it? So, yeah, um, especially if you, if you don't want to go through, um, like, uh, social housing and, and you don't want to go through benefits and you want to do it all your, on your own. What age were you at that point? Uh, about 20... 25. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you really wanted to yeah. change how things were and get, well, be, be your own boss sort yeah. of thing, so take your life into your own hands if you, if you will. Yeah, and, and well, before that, it was just, I will, you, you're just 
so stuck in the rat race that you don't even realize, you don't even have the time to realize, hold on a minute, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not content. I'm not doing something that I enjoy. I'm just getting by. And it just, you, you, you kind of live for the weekend. Yeah. So especially uh, in the UK, obviously, that's, a, that's like a saying here that you live for the weekend. You sort of work Monday to Friday and you party at the weekend and start all again to save up the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I just got tired of that. I just got tired of living for the weekend. I got tired of, you know, just being broke. Um, because in London, it, because you're working so hard, all you want to do is sort of have a distraction. And you're, and the easiest distraction is to, to, to have alcohol with your friends. Yeah. You know, drink some alcohol, uh, smoke, uh, and you have these sorts of um, distractions where are just not good for your health. Yeah, you're not, um, you're not progressing either, right? You're always staying in the same place. Yeah, exactly. It's just this average way of thinking. And for me, I think my biggest fear, even to this day, is to be average, <laughs> to yeah. think to think average, to be average. It's just for me, it's... So I was going through, I was slowly going through this paradigm shift and I began to read self-help books um, by uh, some of my favorite authors like uh, Tony Robbins, Eckhart Tolle, Napoleon Hill, um, Robert Kiyosaki, to, just to name a, a few of reading these books and it just started to open my mind to, to, to the fact that, hold on a minute, this sort of rat race living, this job lifestyle, it's, it's, just, not, it's just not me and there's much more than that. And so I started to Google how to make money online and, you know, as you do, yeah, the, the so, results you that can be quite amusing, can't they? Yeah, you get all sorts. And then something that just popped out of nowhere was just to, to trade Forex. Okay. And uh, so when I, I signed up, opened up a demo account and looked at all this shiny red and blue flickering colors and numbers everywhere, I just I had absolutely no idea what I, what I was looking at. Yeah, I imagine pretty uh, much everyone can relate to that scenario. Yeah, it was literally that's how it started. So I didn't take it fully seriously at first uh, because I had, you know, I still had that sort of average mindset. I still had that routine. I still had that fear, uh, you know, fear of fear of the unknown and, and just that in my comfort zone, as you as you would say, I was just the comfort zone of having the routine of going to work. Um, working really hard out and at the time I was working for commission so I was just I wouldn't even do normal office hours I would literally do 10 11 hour days just to get yeah just to you know hit my targets Uh, and I would come in on a Saturday as well just to make sure that I get most of the business and get all this pressure from your employer to to hit your KPIs so yeah it was just um it was very intense and and uh, it just got to the point where I was like, nope, hmm. I have to do something about yeah, it. You have to change. Ha- something had to change. So then eventually um, my cousin who decided to s- somehow out of nowhere decided to do a, a course in Canary Wharf, a rather expensive course. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and then he told me all about it. And I realized, hold on a minute, this, I'm trying to get into this as well. So he kind of, we got together and he started showing me what he was taught. And 
in hindsight, we realized that he was only just taught support and resistance. Okay. And so, yeah, so that's it was kind one of those type of situations. One of those type of expensive courses, yeah. yeah. Um, it was just uh, disappointing to say the least, but it gave us the opportunity and it really it opened our minds to technical analysis. And yeah, that's you saw when a peach we... ahead through the door and saw what was possible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe, maybe we, he did get his money's worth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never know. So that's when I, I realized, okay, I can do this. So we started obviously practicing the strategies, random strategies to use technical analysis on the demo account. We did really well. We flipped accounts. So we, I felt like a demo god. Honestly, yeah. So you, you were flipping money that didn't exist. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it just it, it, you, you tend you then tend to procrastinate. You tend to then uh, dream the uh, the the lifestyle that that could potentially be real if you were using real money. Yeah. So you saw the Not, numbers in that demo account, and you imagined what what life would be like if they weren't just you know fake numbers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You start to see, look at all the watches, all the cars that you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so you about three months into trading demo, you know, flipping accounts, I got the courage to invest in my first account. I think it was about uh, £800. So I think I saved up for about three months to get that £800. Yeah. And uh, yeah, within two weeks, it was gone, completely oh, wow. gone. Yeah, I think it, that's it, back in the day when there was lots of leverage available. Exactly, and it, it was gone so quick. I it was so so painful. Yeah. I, I still remember the pain to this day. And so I thought, you know what? Let me keep going. So I went back to demo, and it was just like that. It was saving up a little bit, going back in, losing it, going back again until I think I decided at one point that what was actually affecting my performance was the fact that I had to work so many hours and try and fit trading around my job. So I thought to myself, hold on, let me just prioritize my, my trading yeah. and, 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 and literally just sacrifice having no money. So you really and did take a big gamble, a big risk there. I, I took a big risk because I realized if I can get this right, I don't, I don't have to go back to sort of that nine to five or sales job lifestyle. I yeah. can, I can, I can turn this into a living. And here you are and now. So, you haven't been back. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And at the time, my, um, I met a girl who, who was just absolutely amazing. And and to this day. Uh, she's now the mother of my daughter <laughs> yeah so that that she, one risk turned into a huge reward exactly yeah i met her and she did the most amazing thing for me she said she said to me look you can stay with me whilst you learn to trade and i'll cover the bills okay that's a very unique situation that's amazing really very very unique situation so it was just she believed in me and I believed in me. She saw. She knew I believed in myself. She 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 saw the potential because I was I would flip accounts. I'll do really well, but then you know I'll give it back a few weeks later or whatever. But you know she saw that what the problem was, and the problem was my me working so yeah. hard. 
and me and trading whilst I was tired. That's actually trade. one really interesting point, though. I just want to skip back a bit to that demo thing because obviously, mm. when you were trading the demo, when you were flipping those accounts, you were still in the same routine. So, what do you think? Why do you think it was different when you went to went to a live account? The emotions, the attachment to the money. It was the fact that I was say I was working so hard to to save up for for my trading accounts. So I would, you know. It, it, it took a lot to be able to save up just 500 pounds. And then, and then uh, obviously you, you, you still have to pay your rent. You still have to cover your food, your travel costs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, I wasn't earning a huge amount. It was just the average amount, the average sort of London wage. So as you know, that it's, it's not, it's not a lot. <laughs> no, no, especially not um, with the living cost there. It's insane. So yeah. No, yeah. So, so it was just that emotional attachment to, to, to my capital, the fact that I worked so hard to, to save up that when I was actually trading it, it was pure emotional trading. It was a roller coaster of emotions. It was when I, when I was up, it was incredible, exhilarating, euphoric. And when I was down, it was painful. It was, de- it was depressing. It was really depressing. I suppose when you uh, think about it, if you, if you have like an account, say 800 pounds, and you've saved mm-hmm. up for that by working in a, in a job, then when you risk a certain amount of money, it's sort of like you're risking those hours of your life that you spent. So I can imagine why it would be very like downheartening to see those hours disappear for nothing, basically. Exactly. But you know what? I, I just, I never gave up. I, I, each time, each loss, each trade, I was learning from it. And f- from an early part of my trading um, sort of career, I, I've been journaling. So I've always kept a journal in one form or another. So I've always tried to learn from my from my failures. Um, and what that helped me to do is 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 just improve every single time, improve, improve, improve. And and so to this day, I still journal. And now it, my journals are a lot more detailed, a lot more concise, and purposeful. Okay. Yeah, does it, yeah, that's something we'll definitely get to is to look yeah. at um, your routine yeah. in terms of journaling. Uh, one yeah. thing I want to ask them, because obviously a lot of people that are listening, some of them are going to be brand new. Some of them are going to be in that position that you were in, um, albeit with their own different variations. So when it comes to a demo account, I mean, obviously I've got my own yeah. opinions, but I'd like to know what you think about it. Um, would you say that there's any point in ever using a demo? Because if you're not getting those real emotions, <clears throat> is it better to just go straight in to the live account? No, uh, I would not advise that. And over the years, because uh, I've, I've, I've been teaching myself, I've, I've had students, and over the years, in the beginning, it is important to, to trade demo. Uh, and, and for multiple reasons, one of those reasons being is just it's getting used to the platform, getting used to executing trades in and out. And once that becomes... Oh, yeah, of course, definitely know, in that way, definitely, yeah. Yeah. That's just one aspect of it. So just get those, create that new memory, create those um, that brain, those brain connections, those neural neural connections that don't exist yet. And once you've got that, then it's testing a strategy. You have to be able to test one strategy at a time. And uh, e- even even to this day, in the last few weeks, I, w- I was testing something different, uh, and I used a demo account. So I, I still use demo. Uh, on as well as my live trading but 
uh, with demo, it's really good to test. And once you're confident with a strategy, then I think it is important to to trade an amount that you are willing to lose. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, stay on demo for way too long. <clears throat> yeah, because what then happens with that is the longer you stay with demo, it's, sort of, it's almost like a comfort zone. It's uh, uh, and you want to be able to to do the real thing. It's like it's like saying you want to be a footballer, but all you do is play FIFA, but you yeah, never go to example. the park. You never go to the park to to actually play football or or, or any any sort of train physical training. All you do is play FIFA on the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. You have to be able to 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 enter the arena. You have to be able to to go into battle and and take the hits. You have to be willing to lose um, often, and you have to be able to accept those losses. I think it's very important as well for people that might be listening that are new to it is that when you mm-hmm. do open that live account, like like you just said, only put in what you can afford to lose. Yeah, that's so key. It's absolutely key because I've I've made the mistake uh, of of not doing that. And I remember in the beginning of my journey, uh, well, a couple, a year, I would say like a year or two in, I I asked my mum, because I, I kind of I ran out, I blew my account, I blew, well, many, well, many accounts, but <laughs> I asked my mum for some money and uh, because I, I just, I was kind of blinded to, to the fact that no, this time it's going to work, this time it will, ha- will happen, and I actually promised her. I said I'm gonna, I, I will, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip this. I'm gonna be able to pay you back within a few months, and then That's I'll be I'll giving you, yeah, and, I, and then I'll be able to give you this much every month as long as I, you know, I, I make ten percent a week, whatever. So, oh man, this this was literally, I think, my biggest one of my biggest failures and and I actually when I blew that account I actually fell into depression so did you blow uh, the was, account that was the money given to you by your mum yes yeah yeah it was and it was her savings as well um and she, she yeah she she's always had low paid jobs uh we're talking like minimum wage jobs yeah it certainly wasn't so, expendable capital yeah exactly it was money that not only I couldn't afford to lose, she couldn't afford to lose. So it was yeah. just, when I lost that, and then I had to just tell her the truth, it was just, oh, it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. And well, the fact that you you still carried on going after that and you ended up being to where you are, I mean, I think everyone's going to give you a big respect for that because that's incredible. Oh, man, it, it, it was, it is, thank you. But <laughs> just, just remembering, it was so tough. It was such a dark time and I realized years later that it was my biggest because of that failure it was actually my biggest opportunity because at that time is when I discovered meditation so that's when I started reading uh, books by Eckhart Tolle who um, who would talk about mindfulness who would uh, who writes about meditation and breathing techniques and so I started applying these to my day-to-day life um, on a daily basis to help me with my depression. And then, but because I started getting such good results from it, pretty much instantly, 
I started to realize, hold on a minute, I can apply this to my trading. Okay. And that's when things started to change. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll definitely come on to that, um, which would be mm -hmm. very interesting to know. So, no, that's that's really good. I mean, your journey is, obviously, everyone has their own unique journey, but I think yours is a definitely one that will stand out um, when people hear this because, obviously, you've been to the very lows and you've been, you know, to the highs. So, that's brilliant. Thanks for sharing in such uh, good depth. You're welcome. Yeah, so what I'd like to go on to now, then, is, obviously, we know about your journey um, and we know about the sort of not the bad things that happened but they were bad but they they turned good because they you know they gave you that drive to continue and to get where you are now but what i'd really like to talk about is the highs because we we know the lows we know you know what what spurred you on but what would you say um it doesn't even have to be the biggest like monetary game but what was that first trade where you actually you had a good win and you thought hang on this is like you know this can really work what was that kind of like aha moment when you you took whatever trade it was and you thought right i think i'm on the path to actually making something out of this Ooh, i don't think there was necessarily any one trade i think it was just when i realized that my process was my edge it was it was that moment when it was like a paradigm shift when i realized it just doesn't matter where what price does it doesn't matter whether this trade is a winner or, or a loser what matters is that i follow my process i follow my strategy i review my performance on a regular basis and i just keep doing that over and over again and over time my edge will play out and i think having a not only a a, a technical edge so through understanding price structure for understanding yeah. price action uh, and, you know, using correlation to, to determine, to just to put the odds in your favor that, that bit more uh, and to follow a, a technical methodology that is you take every signal that you get, <clears throat> you take it um, regardless of how you feel, <laughs> regardless yeah. of your previous trade. For me, that, that's probably, it was the, it was the biggest high uh, when I realized that and every time, whenever I, I have those emotional roller coaster moments, whenever I, I have those string of losses, I always just re remember the fact that as long as I keep go, as long as I keep following this process, eventually I will win. And, and you know, somehow it comes true. It just happens. Yeah. Once uh, you trust your own way of doing things, it sort of slowly builds itself up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, but it's just not, it's not really just about what happens um, with the trading itself. It's what happens outside of the trading. It's what happens. It's the type of principles and values you, you live by. It's how you take care of your body mm. and your mind. Uh, so that when I had that paradigm shift, I think that was probably my, my greatest achievement, my greatest win. Okay. Um, yeah, so it wasn't, wasn't a monetary there. one. It was like um, a kind of mental one. Exactly. Yeah, it was just, it was that paradigm shift, I would okay. say. So how long would you say it took you then, uh, roughly? How long does it take you to go from literally like starting off on day one to becoming consistent, actually <clears throat> making something of this? I would say it took me about uh, two and a half, maybe three years. Okay, yeah. Uh, and which is quite, quite a a long time but then when when you come to think about it 
it's actually it felt like a long time but it wasn't compared to other careers so <laughs> when you compare it to i don't know let's say a doctor let's say uh, or even a, a footballer mm. you know to, uh, to become a footballer is very competitive but so is forex so is trading in general yeah think, it's different i suppose because you're competing always just with yourself yeah you are but you're also competing with um the smart money you're competing with oh yeah of course yeah. institutions that have more information than you they have more money than you you're, you're dealing with traders that are smarter faster yeah that's that um that good that good saying isn't it um the quote about all those different things how you know, were like the very, very small fish. And I don't think people realize what goes on really in the markets. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really quite scary when you think of the, you know, the, the, what the institutions can do and what they know. Yeah. And we're just there looking at candlesticks. It, it seems when you think about it, absolutely crazy how it can even work. But, you know, we do, we do have somewhat of an edge over those places, over those companies, etc., because we can trade uh, small amounts of money and trade in a different way. Exactly. So in terms of your... Um, that, that was your sort of your moment. So that's when you, you found out that you, you know, you can do this. Um, so when you were at your high, you know, or, or now even now, you know what you're doing now, you're confident in the way that you trade. If you could somehow go back and, you know, say to the, the younger Rodrigo and speak to him, what would you say now to stop you from, you know, taking the, the path you took with the losses? What would be your advice to yourself back then? and then sort of relate that to people that might be listening now that are new or struggling? Ooh. Well, I would say just understand that trading is, is very competitive in terms of who you're up against. But also, it's if I could just talk to myself back then, it's just to realize that you can't enter this game with an average mindset. You have to be able to to work on your mindset from the beginning uh, and don't try to sort of um, swim with the sharks, especially when, uh, where, when it's such deep waters. It's, it's just such a difficult thing to do to be able to trade consistently. And, and so the moment you enter trading, you kind of already lost the battle if, you've got, if you don't have that sort of mindset uh, because, you, you know, you have beliefs, cognitive biases and unconscious behaviors that that you've kind of gained from 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 early childhood that you don't really know you even have. <laughs> and and so when you step into the into the the game of trading, it's if I could go back and uh, I would say just be aware of, of what what you're doing and don't try to run when you can't even crawl yet. So that's what I would I would probably say to 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 anyone deciding to start. So I think self-education is key and what led to my consistency and, and my success is my relentless attitude to self-education. Mm. Um, I was, during that time when I was living with my partner, man, I was, I thought to myself, you know, what? if I can do, if I can work 50 to 60 hours a week for someone else, uh, you know, if I can do that, I can do that for myself. So I literally spent that much time studying, practicing. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, you, you're t basically taking all that you did before and you're saying, right, I can do that for myself. And, you know, that's going to be a much better outcome than making someone else rich. 
Exactly. And I think that was just, that really did help having all that chart time, all that study time, just educating myself through practice and, and through developing um, principles and values. You know, I was, I was reading books by, um, it, it was uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another one. Uh, and just those kind of books that just open your mind so much to, and it makes you realize that you know nothing. <laughs> hmm. and I haven't actually read it. I've, I need to read that. Oh, you need to. It's, it's, it's really good. It's actually quite digestible on audio as an audio book. Yeah. Uh, I've, it's one of those books that I've, I think I've, I've heard, well, I've listened to it like three times already. I read it once and I've listened to it like three times on Audible. <laughs> it's just, it's that powerful. I really do recommend it. Yeah, yeah I'd certainly look into that. Um, I've got a question that might be a bit sort of controversial, right? But do you mm-hmm. think that anyone can trade or do you think that some people will just never be able to hack it? Like, do you think there's a certain personality that you need to have to be able to be a success in trading? Or do you think that everyone's a blank slate, like anyone can learn? I think that, I do think that anyone can learn as long as they have, as long as they live by certain, if they're willing to endure the pain and willing to fail and accept those failures and are willing to see those failures as opportunities to constantly improve. And this is, and and for those that don't see this as a, a get rich quick career, I think it's it's down to it's down to your mindset and how you are willing to develop a mindset, the right trader's mindset. I think, uh, and it comes down to like I was saying, self education. If you're willing to constantly educate yourself, constantly be a student of the market, mm. a student of life. Um, of student of certain principles and philosophies, then definitely I think anyone can apply themselves. It just takes it, but because there's such a rare drive, that's why so many people fail yeah. because it just it takes a certain type of caliber. It doesn't. It's not necessarily of certain personality because I've I've, I've come across many many traders and. They all have different personalities. We all have different personalities. We all have different um, ways of thinking. We all obviously have a unique way of seeing and perceiving the world. So I do believe anyone can do it. It just takes it just takes a certain attitude. Yeah, it's the attitude and the mindset more than the personality, then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. So yeah, hopefully, I think a lot of people would have um, would have taken a lot of value from that because lots of people are going to be in in those sorts of positions. And yeah, I mean, this is really good to, to hear about, about those sorts of things from you and your journey. I mean, right now, obviously you, you're, I'm assuming you're happy with where you are in your trading, but would you say that you're still learning now? Absolutely. Like, like I, like I said in the beginning, I'm, I'm still testing new strategies. I'm still adapting. And, you know, there, there are times when, when you you are forced to learn new things. So, uh, for example, when I started trading and investing in cryptocurrency, man, I put so much, so much time into studying cryptocurrency that I even stopped trading Forex for some time just to focus on on trading and and investing in crypto. So 
yes, I'm still learning and I'm always going to be a student of the market. I'm always going to be applying myself because that's what helped me with my consistency. And I, and I do believe uh, constantly self-educating yourself is, uh, and even not just self-education, but I think it's also important to, to find like-minded individuals, even a, a mentor, someone that can, uh, that can actually, that, has been through the failures Definitely. and, 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 you know, it's, it's a, a few more chapters ahead of you in their, in their journey. So having a mentor, which unfortunately I, I never had, and I'm actually looking into it myself now, all these years later, mm. <laughs> um, I'm looking to, I want to have a mentor because I've realized it's so powerful to have one. And I, I I've had, I would say that my mentors are all the books that I've read. Yeah, so you That's don't even my... have to like have spoken to your mentor. A mentor can be someone that you just get kind of indirect value from. Exactly. So for me, I've, I've, that's where I've, I've kind of had my guidance through is in, in the books that I've read and obviously practicing those lessons that I've learned. Yeah. But to have a, somebody who, who you can synergistically interact with and they... They, they, you know, you're sharing your weaknesses and strengths and you're synergistically working together to find solutions and, uh, and for them to keep pushing you that, I think it's so valuable. And if you can find a good mentor who has, you know, let's say a, a good course and um, excellent sort of, um, you know, has, has, has got... Yeah, someone who can help and guide you and just people. show you, you know, what they've learned and... I think it saves a lot yeah. of time. It saves people money in the long run, which is it, very good. That's definitely something people should should look at. Um, <clears> finding a mentor, um, but it's, I think the most important lesson from that for the people that are listening, especially the new ones, is that even when you've been trading, like for example, um, you've been trading for what six years? You say? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, less than that. Less than okay, about five years. You say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. even someone that's been trading for five years they're still learning like you never stop learning so if you're if you're starting and you think that you know all you do is you learn you start doing it and that's it you're done you carry on it's not the way it is you know you're always learning um the markets change things change and you have to always adapt to that um, which is really important so what i'd like to talk about now is your routine so i know you mentioned i think it was towards the beginning that you started to get into meditation and that helped you a lot so before we get into sort of the, the trading routine, before we talk about your what you do on a daily basis, tell us a bit more about how meditation, like how does that actually affect trading? It's a very different thing. So how, how does meditation um, and even yoga, if you think it does, how do those two things actually come into to trading? Well, I think meditation, in, for me in particular, what, when, I dis- when I first discovered it, what it did, it actually it relieved the pain. So I was, like I shared with you earlier, I was in a dark place. And when I began to meditate, I I actually felt relief from the pain. It it was almost like like an escape. So when I started to apply that to my trading, I realized that I was becoming more aware. So for me, the practice of meditation is just the practice of deep breathing, but the pra- it's mostly the practice of mindfulness, of being aware of, of the space within you and around you. And 
and when you apply that to your trading, it's it's so powerful because with trading now, when you're in front of the chart, there is so much chaos. There is so much information. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes you have to act so quick. But amongst all that chaos, if you can find composure and you can and be calm, you can actually see order in the chaos. You can begin to see structure. And, and I think having a meditation practice for a few minutes in the morning, it, it, it basically, it trains your mind. It, it, you actually create neural connections that train you to be calm in chaotic situations and be able to focus and be aware on one task at a time. So you can, you can actually meditate through one, one Buddhist um, author, very famous author, I can never pronounce his name. Uh, I won't try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, I can put it in a you conversation or something, annotation. Yeah. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh or something like that. Okay. And um, he said you can actually meditate whilst washing the dishes, hanging the clothes. Uh, and as long as you're just aware and do it in slow motion, any sort of task like that, you are actually meditating. Okay, yeah, so, I think a lot of people will be put off on meditating because they think it's going to kind of take up valuable time in the day. Um, but if you can do it at the same time as actually getting something done, then that sort of uh, is, is very different to what people may think. Yeah, you can actually practice meditation every every waking minute of your day. And that is just through practicing mindfulness. It's just being aware of 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 your feelings, being aware of your thoughts, and just being aware of your actions, being aware of your environment, that uh, and the subtleness of, of, of everything, that is mindfulness, that is meditating. So I've tried, I, I do try to apply that to, to just my general day-to-day. Okay. Um, and it, it all comes from like, like Buddhist teachings which, uh, and, and practices that, for me, I do. I do love to to learn and adopt Buddhist philosophies into into my life as a more of a philosophical and and spiritual. Yeah, so it's aspect. not just kind of affecting your trading; it's just helping you in general. Um, and yeah, exactly. Kind of passing over into the trading. Mm. Yeah. So and another. You... Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, uh, and another philosophy that that complements uh, Buddhism is Stoicism. So. Stoicism is is more of self-reviewing yourself on a constant basis. So again, you're aware of your thoughts, you're aware of your actions, and, and trying to apply certain principles and values instead of having emotional, impulsive actions and and behavior, actions and thoughts and, and words. You actually just follow certain principles. Uh, and well, that's so, basically I've adapt- trading, isn't it? You don't act on your impulses, your emotions. You have to follow that process. Exactly. So, have you know when I was learning all these things and then realized how I can apply it to my trading, it was that's when I started to have that that shift in thought, that shift in mindset. So after you've done your meditation, that's when you sort of can go to the charts and you feel a lot more. Is it just like mental clarity? You can sort of see things much clearer and you feel more relaxed, I suppose. Yeah, it is. It's, I think it's so important to to have to be relaxed and to be to have clarity before you chart. And 
after my meditation, once my mind is clear, I spend, I would say, about a minute to two minutes visualizing my day. I'm literally visualizing my setups. And because I'm always checking the charts, I kind of know where everything is, but I visualize what was going to happen. And if price gets to X, then I am going to perform Y. So I have sort of clear visualization of how I'm going to do that. And if I have certain tasks or goals that I have for that day, I visualize it all. And even if uh, it's not related to trading, it's just everything in one. Everything in one. And to finish it all off, I practice gratitude. So I'm grateful for all the things that we take granted for, you know, the, you know, like roof, water, bed, you know, these kind of sort of basic things. And sort of, I'm, I'm also, I sometimes I go into visualizing my uh, certain material things that I want or certain lifestyle experiences that I want for myself and my family. Like a mental uh, vision board type thing. Yeah, and yeah I, actually, I actually have a, a vision board. <laughs> um, I need to make a new one because I've kind of ticked off everything on it. <laughs> right, well done. Yeah, no, that, thank you. This was... Um, when just after my 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 uh, my dog time, <laughs> yeah. I just decided to to do this. Well, no, when, certainly, um, I imagine it would help you. It's not something I've ever done, but I imagine it's something that yeah. would spur you because you know exactly what you want, um, and you know yeah. that you need to keep going to get that, um, which is really yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, I've always it's... had it. I've always had it in my peripheral. I don't really look at it often much, but I just have it there on this. On it's in the kitchen now, but. So my peripheral, I never really stare at it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. So yeah, now we've talked about your your meditation and your sort of your mindfulness routine. Um, take us through your trading routine. So what you do on a daily basis when you first go on that chart, um, what you sort of what you start off doing and how you end your day. And also if you do like a weekly um, analysis session or whatever your sort of way of doing things are, just take us through your process on like a day to day and week to week basis. Yeah. So once I've, you know, once I've done my morning ritual and uh, maybe, you know, a bit of exercise as well, I go through my watch list. So my watch list are, are pairs that I've been looking at on during the weekend. So during the weekend, I would spend some time going through the FX market, going through uh, sort of anything that looks like a potential setup, and I would just create a, a watch list on TradingView. So I'll flag anything that, that I, I do like. And then during the week, I, I go into those with a lot more detail. So once prices, obviously, once the market is open, I look for the, the trading setups that, um, that I was looking for on the weekend. I've, uh, I'm looking whether my, any alerts have been triggered and when there is something that does look like a, a good setup and say, you know, my alerts have been triggered and then I can see potential price action forming on, on the time frames that I'm looking at, I then go into my trading plan. So I use Evernote uh, yeah, for my trading plan. It's very, very good software. It's brilliant. And so I've got all my tags and my notebook in there and everything. So do you download got it or do you use the online version? I download it. I use the desktop uh, Windows version, and I, I use it on the Android 
on my phone. Okay, that's where I get. Um, when I when I don't have access to to those, I'll use the web version. Uh, but that's just as a backup. So yeah, so when I go through my trading plan, it's almost like a checklist. So my 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 trading plan. Uh, let me actually let me bring it up quickly to see if uh, I can share a little bit with what it looks like. So my deeper secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so I begin with certain statements, uh, and so when I read out these statements, I read them out loud to myself. I tick them off with those little tick boxes that Evernote give you. I love yeah. them. <laughs> uh, once when I finish reading those out, I, I then just have in a table, my risk management rules. And uh, I've then got another table where I paste the URLs of all my charts using uh, TradingView. And then I go into confluences of that particular setup. So although I've got the actual setup of a a particular strategy that I'm using, I I use confluences. So I tick off all the confluences based on three different timeframes that I use. I use the the daily, the four hour, and and the two hour, and so once I go through all those uh, confluences, I then look at I got another table that looks at research, so like fundamentals, and also any correlations, and I make notes on those. I then have another another table that goes through my exit strategy, so I go through where my stop loss is going to be. Um, where I will break even, where my where I'll be taking my profits, and then it goes down to then my 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 target gains for that particular week, uh, that particular trade, uh, and a drawdown. If this is a loss, then I'll, I'll look to uh, limit my loss by following this particular trade. And at the end, I've got. Um, I've got these statements that I read out again. I read out loud just to remind me of of them. Uh, what when I'm actually in the moment of the trade. So because yeah, the emotions start to rise. Yes, exactly. These are affirmations. I call them my golden rules um, and my trading commandments. Oh, <laughs> so I'll give you an example. Commandments. Okay. Are they written on stone yeah. slabs? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad idea. Um, I'd give, I'll share one of them with you. I, I would say. One of them is, I will maintain my psychological capital at optimal levels through my well-being. Wow, uh, I, I am not addicted to trading just to see what happens. <laughs> I will I only trade... A lot of people. Yeah. I've got another. I will only trade high-reward setups that have the probabilities in their favor. Uh, and uh, actually, I'll give you one more. I will be a bricklayer, making the same type of trades over and over again. Mm. So... These are just some of the ones I've got. And so I read those out, I tick them off, and then I execute my trade. So it's, uh, it's, it seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously it's your way of doing things. But, um, it's it literally takes me five to ten minutes. Yeah, which and when so, you think about it is nothing, really. Yeah, so what I'll do is five to ten minutes before the candle of my of the time frame that I'm going to use to execute the trade, I will then, I'll do the, I'll go through my trading plan. And I like to do that right before the trade when the, when the feelings and emotions are fresh. So once I go through that, then 
I execute the trade. So executing the actual trade is probably the the the, the part of my process that I like to spend the least amount of time on, <laughs> okay. because I like to place the trade. Use you know I use MetaTrader, place my trade, and then I do, I don't like to look at the MetaTrader. I then go back to TradingView to look at what's happening. Yeah, I can relate to that. Certainly, when you place a trade, that's the time where you should be spending the least time. Because that's when you start overthinking, you start second guessing, and you start looking exactly. at things that don't actually exist. And you become so impulsive. Yeah. Uh, and it's just because of these sort of cognitive biases that we're, we're, we, we are so prone to naturally. Yeah, because so, you can do as much preparation as you like, but no one can, you know, like cheat biology <laughs> or cheat their brain. Exactly, you can't. But so then following this strict process helps me so much. Uh, so once I execute the trade, I then, I, I then uh, go into my trading journal and I, uh, in my trading journal, it's, uh, I use this really awesome trading journal by uh, Trade Wonk. Oh yeah, Edge Wonk. Edge Wonk, yeah. Edge Wonk, yeah. So they, their trading journal is so comprehensive. It's very affordable and it's just brilliant. So I use their trading journal. I, I, I like to do everything manually. Now they've got an option to import all your data, uh, but I like to actually do it manually because it hurts more. <laughs> it's <laughs> it hurts quite, more. Okay, yeah. It hurts more, especially when you have when you've got a losing trade or yeah, an impulsive trade. You can't just automatically trader. click one button that's there. You have to actually type in "I lost that trade." <laughs> yeah, or you have to automatically trade. Like I, this was not in my trading plan. And you're just like, oh my god, this is yeah. not my. So yeah, you, you know, it's just. So I, I do that, and and then I wait to see what happens with the trade. Um, so with that journal entry and my trading plan, it gives me an opportunity to then review my performance at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, I review my performances and I give myself a score. So I look at quite a few metrics, and I, I do give myself a score at the end. So throughout the whole sort of day I try to eat well eat clean keep myself hydrated drinking at least two liters of water I try to avoid coffee I, I probably re I see coffee more as a reward so uh, I, I try to drink coffee maybe twice a week max and if I have a string of good losers I will reward myself and one of those rewards is coffee <laughs> okay. Actually, one but, thing I want to say before I forget, because um, I was going to ask you this, but I didn't. Um, with your with your trading, what's your sort yeah. of strategy for spending your profits? Because I know some people have the um, the sort of debate over: is it better to compound the account? Is it better to take some money out? I mean, obviously you, know, you need to. But what's your, in a nutshell, what's your sort of strategy for spending your profits? What do you actually do with the money you make? Uh, you have to spend your profits as well as. You have to compound. Yeah. So I, I think I think it kind of depends on on how much I make, but I would say as a guideline, I, I like to follow like an eighty twenty principle. So I like to compound eighty percent of my profits, and um, and withdraw twenty percent. So I try to do that uh, on whenever I sort of have a a string of wins. So it could sometimes I'm withdrawing weekly. Sometimes it's um, Bi-weekly. Okay, so you uh, do have quite a high compounding ratio there. Yeah, I try to compound as much as possible, but it depends if, if, for example, I've got a big outgoing happening, 
I may go to, I may do a, a 60-40. So I'll compound 60% and I'll leave 40. So I'm always, I'm always uh, compounding more than I withdraw. That yeah. ensures that ensures that I have some sort of cushion and protection if there's if I suddenly have a, a losing streak. Is that the same for crypto also? It's this, yeah, it's the same with with crypto, but with uh, with crypto because it's highly speculative. I've all I, I I don't have much of my net worth in it, so I like to I tend to I tend to sort of compound it more because it's higher risk. And so when I do make withdrawals, it, it depends on how the market is. Uh, so I use, um, so when I, wait, I make withdrawals, it's a bit different with crypto because it's, it's, uh, there's, there's quite a lot of steps to take yeah, it's not in order for, for it to reach, <laughs> yeah, for it to reach your account. So I use Wirex, Wirex, so the, they give you a debit card, which is, so you have your Bitcoin wallet, or Ethereum wallet, or even Ripple, and you just transfer your your coins into these wallets, and then you they get exchanged using uh, using Visa, so you can actually use it as contactless anywhere okay, in the yeah, world. I've seen a couple of those. Yeah. So that's that's probably um, what I what I do with with uh, with cryptos. It's actually something that it, it's just pretty amazing yeah, <laughs> what no, you can do. Brilliant. Um, it's good to know know what you do. So to finish off then, I think the last thing I want to ask is um, your daily routine. We got that. Um, we know sort of what you do from your from when you wake up to when you finish, which is great. And um, what about your weekly thing? Do you have like a Sunday evening analysis or a Friday evening thing? Yeah, so my Friday evenings I spend on a weekly review. So this is n- not necessarily trading related. It's mostly just my general tasks, my paperwork, my notes, everything, my emails, I do this on the, on the Friday evening. Um, and then I plan, I go through my calendar and I plan my next week. So I know exactly what's happening the, the following week. During the weekend, I do go through my trading journal in like, as a, as a weekly review of my performance. And I look at all the lessons learned from all my sort of losing and even my winning trades. So I do write down what lessons I've learned. Yeah, there's always and, lessons to learn, even from the winners. Yeah, absolutely, and and so that's that's cool. I do definitely do that on. I have to do that on the weekends because if if I don't, at the times when I haven't, I don't perform as well during the week, and that's because again it goes back to process. And one thing that I've learned is you must trust the process, even when you can't bothered even when you don't understand it just trust the process and eventually yeah eventually it will click and you'll start to realize what your process is because everyone's got their own one they need to find it so i know that's definitely true and that's what will give you an edge yeah mm, that's great i think we can safely say that was a really good really good chat i think there's lots of you know, incredible lessons that can be learned there from from anyone even experienced people even experienced traders and to be honest with you, lessons that aren't related to trading also, um, things that people can take away just for, for general life experience. So I really do want to thank you for that because it was a brilliant chat and, you know, credits to you for what you've what you've done, what you've been through and where you've got to today. Yeah, no, and, and thank you, Ruben, for what you're doing. Honestly, I'm very grateful to be able to share, share my journey and hopefully the listeners 
uh, of this of this podcast in years to come will have some sort of value. So oh, what yeah, no I think doubt. I think what you're doing is brilliant, honestly. Is there uh, anything uh, you would want to say to just as like an ending note to the people that are listening? Is there like a final note? Um, I would probably say just like I think yeah, just trust the process. Create a process that is tailored to your lifestyle, your personality. Something that is not necessarily pleasant. It's actually quite <laughs> uh, quite painful. So having something like a journal a trading journal and a life journal, like a personal journal is so powerful. Having a meditation practice, whether it's listening to uh, a great piece, uh, reading a reading poetry, or just be practicing mindfulness and focusing on your breathing whilst you're washing the dishes. You know, if you have yeah, that. Simple things thought, that can really make a difference. It's very simple things. And it goes back to that philosophy we spoke about earlier, is where less is more. Yeah. So, and uh, just be prepared to change. Be prepared to change because you have to be willing to sacrifice who you are for what you'll become. That was really good. Um, so again, thank you very much. Um, we'll no doubt speak again soon. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Ruben. Brilliant. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview and gained valuable knowledge. Please subscribe for later interviews and share if you think others could gain value from this. Leave a like and a comment to let me know what you thought. You can follow Rodrigo on his Instagram account at Fiat as displayed or Twitter at Drigotonio. And you can follow me on at Ruben Blamey FX. I'll see you on the next interview.